Hello and welcome to Think About Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast with me, Chris, a Eurovision fanatic from the UK. And me, Chrissy, a Eurovision old timer, also from the UK. Today is another episode of the DNQ files, the Did Not Qualify files, where we take a look at a song that either failed to make it to Eurovision at all or failed to make it uh, past its semi final. And today we are going ultra modern by looking at a song from the 2022 national final season that failed to make it to this year's mm-hmm. Eurovision Song Contest. And you can be sure I won't have watched those, Chris, because I'm not as um, you know committed as I should <laughs> be. Maybe I should just be committed. Yeah, quite, yes, yes. Um, so today we are going to one of the legendary countries of Eurovision Song Contest of at least the modern era. Any ideas where we're going? Uh, Azerbaijan. Not quite. They've, this country has won more than times in Azerbaijan. Oh, um, 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 one more time in Azerbaijan. Um, oh, crikey. Uh, uh, Sweden? You are correct when you say Sweden. Oh, yes. good. Yeah. Yes, they've they've won more times than almost anybody, haven't they? Almost anybody. Um, s- second only to Ireland, Ireland yeah. who not having the best run lately. <laughs> who had their moment in the sun, which has now passed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think that yeah, they're second. I think, and this is just me trying to remember the numbers. I think they're on five wins at the moment. Uh huh. If Ireland's on six, I think they're on five. No, I think Ireland's on seven, I think. Maybe they're on six. Oh, Who I knows? Know. I mean, everyone, loads of people know. I just don't have any information at the tip of my fingertips well, right I can, now. I can think of five off the top of my head. So you've got Abba, you've got Diggy Lou, Diggy Lay, you've got um, Charlotte Nielsen, you've got um, Euphoria, and you've got Mons. So that's five. That's all five, mm. yeah. So yes, I do... We were right. <laughs> yeah, I do know some things, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, we all know and love Melody Festivalen, the Swedish national selection. Um, iconic, um, really. It's probably one that most Eurovision fans, if they watch any, will probably watch. Yeah, Makes I started sense. watching this year and then I fell asleep. <laughs> oh dear, that's because you're working too hard, Chris. So. I had I, it was a very busy weekend for me. I was on call that weekend when it happened at work. Yeah. So we're looking at the song that won the televote rather than the jury vote. Oh, right, right. So the people who say they know something about music didn't pick this one, but normal people did. Fair enough. Yes. Um, now, now this gentleman probably did win the televote because he is a huge celebrity in Sweden. Um, this is a song by Anders Bag, uh-huh. and it's called Bigger Than The Universe. Right. So, are you ready for this? I am. I am as ready as I'll ever be, Chris. Let's dig in. Bigger than the universe. Welcome to Melody Festivalen. Anders Bagger. 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 Oh, and it's it's so um professional, isn't it? Oh yes. I'm loving him already. This is my first time actually listening to this song. Oh, I'm loving this. So Anders has actually written a couple of songs that have been to Eurovision uh, previously, but not for Sweden. 
My goodness, the production values are so high. Oh, and the sing-along bit. This is big. Oh, it's it's quite rousing, isn't it? It is. I wasn't sold at the verse at the start, but when it gets to this chorus and like the we sort are. of rousing moment. Yes, yeah, I can see is. why people like this. Yeah. He'll probably have a big hit with it in Sweden anyway, won't he? Almost certainly. Yeah. And I like the fact that he's not too young or too thin. <laughs> he's definitely a more mature gentleman, isn't he? Yes. I can appreciate those. Which I think is refreshing for Sweden because they have sent a lot of younger people recent years. Oh, I can sing along to this already. That's a very good sign. Did he write this? Yes, he's yeah. one of the songwriters. I think this is fabulous. I can quite see why it won the televote. It's very, it's, it's sort of thing that makes the hairs on your arms stand on end. And as Terry would have said, that's gone down big in the hall. Fantastic. I, you know, I, I'm used to you showing me things that make me squeal in horror, Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm astounded that, you know, that, that I'm having to be, you know, it was, it was just lovely. It was Pleasantly just lovely. surprised by that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So is it your first time of hearing it as that well? It's my first time. So I wasn't sure what to expect because there'd been a lot of, that's not what I want to say hate, but a lot of vocal opposition to that song amongst non-Swedish Eurovision fans, at least on my timeline on Twitter. Why? I mean, what on earth would they have to, you know, take against? I think it's because they really wanted a song that did eventually win um, to go to Eurovision. Uh, so in the end, um, obviously we're covering this on a DNQ file, that mm. didn't go uh, to Eurovision. Melody Festival in uh, 2022 was won by Cornelia Jacobs with Hold Me Closer. And honestly, uh-huh. I mean, that song won the jury vote. So it probably was a two-horse race. Um, yeah. Cornelia was, I believe, 40 points ahead in the jury vote. Um, which is that a big her, gap? Is that a big a gap? A fairly sizable gap, yes. Yeah. Which meant after the televote came in, even though Anders won the televote, uh, she had a 20-point lead at the end. Right, so it it was it was a done deal then. Oh well, yeah. it, it, was, I mean, I'm sure it, Sweden very rarely um, send in um, a turkey, do they? So they they don't send in anything like dusting the turkey. No, no, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't actually thinking of dusting, but as soon as I said it, you said turkey. Dustin, that's what I thought of. Exactly, and Dustin came. You know, he, he floated in front of my eyes at that moment. But, yes. Walking about Erlanda yes. do points. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, no, no, no. Sweden never really let us down. So. Um, very rarely. Um, I think there has been times when they've not sent their best, and even the song they sent sending this year. At first, I didn't like. Um, as I've as I listened to uh, Cornelia Jacobs, I, it has grown on me. One of my top three now for this year so far. Uh-huh. So it's a great song that it's chosen. I wouldn't have been sad if it sent Anders Bagger. No, that that song, nice and rousing, and so refreshing from the very sort of modern pop they've been sending. Yes, but. It did have, you know, something to that. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't have been sad at all if that went. 
No, I was quite impressed. So it'll be interesting to see if he if he has a, a hit with it outside of Sweden. Probably, almost certainly inside Sweden, he'll have a hit, won't he? Uh, yeah. So um, you're absolutely right in saying that it has already peaked at number two in the Swedish top in the Swedish charts. I can't talk today. A Swedish chart. Well, you know, we've all wanted one of those at times, haven't we? So. <laughs> I, I talk for a living and it's been a very long day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to imagine what Anders Bagger would have looked like in his youth. He'd have probably had lots and lots of flowing, curly yes, blonde and, and hair. Exa- I exactly thought, like, long yeah. hair. Yeah, because I said I went to, I went to Stockholm in, what, 1985? And um, I was just astounded the way people would stop in front of you flick their heads forward. This is in, in, you know, the main street. And then just flick their hair back. So you just got a face full of long, blonde, you know, wavy hair. And they both both genders did it all the time. It was just the done thing. So I can imagine Anders would have done that until it all <laughs> fell out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Anders, um, looking at his career, you know, I mean, he's 54. He's older than I expect. I thought he was. He's still oh. looking pretty young from where I'm sitting, so yeah, he's just just young enough to be my toy boy, so that'll do. <laughs> You'll yeah. have one of him. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. How many how many scores on the on the beer cards scores? <laughs> well, you see, one gets less and less fussy as one ages, but you know, he's not. You no, know, he wouldn't. He would still have been quite a few beers. You know, he's not one of those. You know, he's not um, old Mons who was definitely no beers. So you know, we still <laughs> we still judge as if we were twenty five. You know, um, we have to forget that we are old women now, and and that um, you know everything has changed. So yeah, yeah, a big bald bloke would still require quite a few beers. You know. <laughs> Uh, so, as I said, that's not his only sort of dabblings of Eurovision. Um, so he has produced the Azerbaijan. So it's funny that you should mention Azerbaijan yeah. before, because he actually produced the 2010 song Drip Drop. Oh, right, and yes. he co-wrote their 2012 song When the Music Dies. Oh, so, I mean, he must have some Azerbaijani connections by now yeah. then. Yeah. And it is quite funny that your first guest was Azerbaijan. Well, quite. It's just such a good word to say, though, isn't it? You know? I, I like um, how uh, Linda Woodruff says it, as a as a as a Berzijan. Yeah, quite, yeah. Or um, um, I think Eddie Izzard often says, you know, he's got a sketch where he says Azerbaijan in that kind of way. So yeah, it's one of those ones we 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 turn to. Yes. If, if we've got to have a guess, so. <laughs> so, that was Anders Bagger with Bigger Than the Universe. Um, and I think anything that he, you know, the, the, I wouldn't say hatred, but the strong dislike to that song that happened to it on social media, I think entirely unfair. Well, interesting to see that it didn't affect the televote because, you know, obviously social media can't really affect the jury because they try and, you know, retain them some semblance of, of um, neutrality and professionalism, don't they? So interesting to see that the, the, the thing that they were, those the haters were trying to influence, which is the, the public vote, they didn't manage to influence. So Indeed. And, yeah, that's a good thing about juries. As a rule... <coughs> Greece, <coughs> Cyprus. <laughs> well, sorry, you've got a nasty cough there, Chris. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a terrible cough. It's been a yeah. bit, bit, very, very dry throat. I need a, yes. I need a nice alcoholic beverage. Yes. Um, yeah. So most of the time, juries do kind of just score it on the quality of a song. Yes. Which is why juries were brought back after a while, wasn't it? Because the the um the the scoring just in the public vote can be so um 
well, you know, we all know that we can't trust the public to vote the correct way and many things. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Mm, mm, she says, pursing her lips in disapproval. But let's not get very political. No, that's it. <laughs> to quote that terrible, terrible song, don't get too political. Oh, yeah, quite. <laughs> so I'm, ju- I'm just pursing my lips <laughs> in disapproval. Yeah. Indeed. Well, um, I, I, I still can't get over the fact you haven't frightened me with a horror. So Next time you're getting death metal. Yes, of course. Well, I, I, you know, yes, yes. Get me something scary from the the, the Finnish back catalogue. That'll that'll do it for me. Yeah. yeah. Well then, until next time. Bye. Bye bye. La 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 la